Blog Talk Radio. chance and another opportunity to be a blessing to you and to allow you to bless our lives. If you decide to call in and comment and or play something in the chat, we welcome that as well. Welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show where we give you real talk on real issues. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am always super, super excited to introduce my partner in Christ, okay, because we're not committing any crimes here, but my partner in Christ and helping me to deliver the messages to you that God would enhance your life with. So welcome, 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 and blessings, my dear, beautiful sister, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today? Hello, Pam. All right, let's see here. Something is not connecting. Let's try this again. Hey, Pam, you Hello? there? There you are now. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> awesome. I, I heard Ooh. something. I didn't know what it was, but it's a beautiful day today outside, you guys. Amen. Just so grateful to God just to see another day. Yeah. And, um, yes. Just like you're saying, just enjoying a marvelous day, cooking like I always like to do, fall seasons mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So that means I love cooking during this time. It's not too hot. And otherwise than that, how are you, beautiful? How are I you today? I am awesome. I am awesome. Just chilling today, just, you know, preparing myself to go back to work tomorrow after a week of just rest, relaxation, and enjoying the presence of the Lord. I am so grateful to God that he blessed me to celebrate another orbit around the universe, (laughs) that annual birthday time, that born day. He allowed me to experience 65 years this past week. And I'm just, you know what, girl, I am just thanking and praising God for his grace and his mercy and for all that he is in our lives. So I'm wonderful. (laughs) I said all of that just to get to I'm wonderful. You can't beat that, sis. These days are such a blessing when you can make another birthday, a birth year. Every day is a birthday. But every time God can bless you just to see another birth year, to bless you in the land of the living, not just Mm -hmm. to be here, not just to exist, but to do great things with the gifts Mm -hmm. that he has given you. So that's even more fulfilling, and I'm so grateful again to have you in my life one more year. So I'm blessed as well. Amen. Amen. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, I've just been um, just been in the presence of God and and just enjoying. Um, I last weekend I did a three day cruise, and just being out on the water is always extremely special to me. And just you know, spending time with the Lord and um, 
you know, really, to be honest, not really asking so much for anything. I think I one, one day I was just praying for the needs of my family. But for the most part, it was just that, that time of thanksgiving um, and listening, listening intently for the voice of God and just, you know, directives for this next season of life and, um, and, and prophetic words for, for my life and for those that I'm connected to for this next season in life. And listening to that and then just this past week, just, you know, meditating and, and talking to you and, and some other people, um, it, it was just really on my heart to deal with how listening and hearing commingle with one another. Um, we sometimes interchange those words, but they can have very different meanings depending on the situation. I remember Oh, God, probably about maybe two, three months ago, um, I was driving down the road. In fact, yeah, I, I think I was already back here in Atlanta, and I was on the freeway, and God was giving me direction to go somewhere and, and to go a certain way. And I said, yeah, Lord, I hear you. And he said, but are you listening? <laughs> and it was just like, okay. And it just, it stirred something within me that has really been at work within me since that time, so for the past few months. But it, it was just profound. He was like, yes, you hear me, but are you listening? And and there's so many times where we do one or the other. It's like we can tune things out. So we may hear noise, but it's just like background noise, but we tune it out so we're really not listening to it. Or we can be listening to someone talking to us but really not hearing what they're saying because we've not connected to what they're saying, and so we're not processing it. And so I wanted to talk today about that, that integral marriage of hearing and listening and how important it is in relationships, in in husband and wife, you know, spousal relationships, in business partner relationships, in in parental children relationships, just in in every aspect and facet of our lives, it is so important to do both, to hear and to listen. And you, as you know, for the past few years, God has been really dealing with me about um, teaching and training on being a kingdom influencer, um, building legacy while you're living, and, and that legacy is imparting into the lives of others. And you cannot successfully do that if you're not intently hearing and listening to what people are saying to you. And here, here's where the problem lies, Okay. Especially, I'm, I'm going to use the example of spousal relationship because I think it's so prevalent in that where, you know, you can say something to your spouse, you and your spouse can be talking, your spouse will give you, uh-huh, okay, but they're not really hearing you, okay? They may be listening, but they're not really hearing you, or they may hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, kind of like... um Tucker, Charlie Chan movie, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You know, it, it's like either or, they're not comprehending or processing what you're saying to them. Or even though they hear, they're listening and they hear you in their mind, they process it in a totally different manner and they don't really, um, how can I say this? Take on what you're saying. And I'm going to use you as my example because something happened many, many years ago. This was like back in the 1990s, and I'm sure you'll remember this. And it, it, When I tell this story because I've used it often, it, I always get kind of a chuckle out of it. Now, I'm the kind of person that I don't just idly throw words out there. I don't give ultimatums. I don't um, just throw words out there to see if they stick. If I take the time to have a communication with you, to have a talk with you, and especially with my husband, then I'm expecting you to really hear me, okay, to listen to what I'm saying and hear what I'm saying. And if I'm asking you 
for your opinion or your suggestion on something. I don't want you just to, to co-sign or just say something just to get rid of me. You need to really hear what I'm saying because as I've trained my children and my grandchildren, I don't just throw out idle words, okay? Normally I say what I mean and I mean what I say, Okay. Um, which is why I don't just give out ultimatums or whatever. If I'm telling you I'm going to do something, then it is really within my spirit that this is what I'm going to do. So years ago, if you remember, you were living with me. It was you um, were living with Carlson and I, and he had a friend that was living with us as well, Dave, David. And if you remember, I was preparing to move to Florida at the time. And I had had a conversation with my husband. I had sat and I said, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. And I had asked my boss, I was working for Don King at the time, I asked my boss uh, for a specific salary because he wanted all of us um, under one roof in Florida. We were scattered around the country as employees of his because normally we were on the road anyway working, so it did not matter where we live because wherever the show was, wherever the fight was, we were going to have to fly to it anyway to work. So he had decided, he, um, Mrs. King, the general, his wife had bought this big, beautiful building in Florida, and he had decided that he wanted everybody under one roof, which means he wanted everybody to live in Florida. And so I had talked to my husband before I gave my boss an answer because that's the proper thing to do, married people. You make you don't make unilateral decisions. You know, you, you discuss it with your mates. Um, and anyway, I had talked to my husband and said, listen, how do you feel about moving to Florida? And I said, you know, I asked him for X, Y, Z, um, salary. If he says yes, then he's expecting um, us to move there. And so my husband was like, yeah, if he pay you that, yeah, we'll move, we'll find. And so I said, okay. So in my mind, my husband had acknowledged the conversation. He had given me his feedback on the conversation. And so I'm like, okay, we're good to go. So my boss came back, agreed to what I asked for. Well, not exactly, but he agreed to a large enough sum to make me move. Anyway, um, and so I came back and I told my husband, okay, so he said yes to X, Y, Z. Um, so are we cool? Yeah, yeah, baby, we're fine. Okay, cool. If he said, yeah, we can do that. I remember you got ready to leave one day. I was actually out of town. And you were getting ready to leave, and so the fellas was in the living room. They're like, where are you going? And you said you were on your way to go look for an apartment because, I, you know, we had made the announcement, we're moving to Florida, so, hey, I'm going to rent out the house. But obviously, you know, everybody needs to find some place to live. And so they, my husband said to you, um, oh, it's going to be all right. You don't have to go find some place to live. You know, Carletta, just go to Florida, and it'll be what – you know, the way she usually do it, she'll be on the road. We'll be cool here. And you turned and you looked at my husband and said, my sister is moving to Florida and I'm not going to be sitting out on the curb because I don't have anywhere to live. You need to pay attention. Do you remember that, Tanya? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> very, very clear like it was yesterday. Okay. And Yes. And my brother was looking at me so empty, and I was like, well, I remember you had the conversation with me. So when you told me, I took that like, I better get on my game plan, because I've always <laughs> seen you do things, and when you say it, you do it. And I right. guess that's what makes me become the way that I am, too, because I've been around people like that, and that has a tendency to make you, because I was an iffy type person. Now when I tell you something, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Mm-hmm. But my brother was looking at me so empty, and he didn't get it because when we say something as a woman, when we communicate it, we mean it. Like now, if I'm talking to my husband and I say, did you call some people about the house to see if they wanted to purchase one of the properties? And he goes, no. I said, well, I'm going to do it, okay? Okay. Well, then three days later, somebody want to buy it, and he's looking at me going, well, I didn't mean like right away. <laughs> I meant like. Not right, right away. Well, what did you mean? Well, I meant, well, when you tell me something, you got to get on it. You exactly. know what I'm saying? It's just like, right, right, right. So 
I get that, sis. Yes. And um, you guys loaded up the truck and you moved to Beverly. <laughs> okay. Y'all was gone. <laughs> Straight out. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's that prime example. It's like, you know, when you're not properly listening or communicating or you're you're saying things just to have it out there and say it and you don't mean what you're saying, then that sets up issues. It'll set up problems in relationships across the board. Even as a parent and a child, we too often brush our children off instead of listening to what they're saying to us. Okay, and we miss we miss so many different um, signs. We we miss so many different cries for help. A lot of time that's within our children because we don't take the time to properly listen and hear intently what they're saying to us. You've got to read between the lines when you're communicating one with another. Okay, and if there's something that you're sensing that's being said, but it's not coming right out and forthright being talked about, then you need to ask the question. That is not the time for silence. That's the time to say, okay, babe, I'm hearing you, but this is what I'm hearing you say. So am I correct in my assessment of what you're saying? Or am I misreading what you're trying to say to me? Because, and and remember this, everybody does not communicate clearly. Everybody does not know how to properly articulate what they're feeling. And sometimes we take it for granted that they do. Most of the time, we read people by how we read ourselves, okay? So, Because I am who I am, and I'm not idly saying things. I want my words to to have merit and to hold weight. If you say something to me, I am assuming within myself that you are saying it because you mean it, okay, and this is what it is. Because I'm going to judge your words by the way I would judge my words. So if that's not the case, then I need to be clear. There are times that I'm like, okay, so let me break this down so I can make sure that I'm understanding exactly what you're saying to me. I need to make sure that I'm not misconstruing what you're saying. I'm not misrepresenting in my mind what you're saying because people have gone on tangents because what the person said to them was not received in the manner in which it was spoken or what was meant. So you need to get clarity. I'm I'm saying this so profoundly today because I believe that we are in a season where if we're not attentively listening and hearing the voice of God in the midst of our relationships, then we are opening up a door and an avenue for Satan to walk in and disrupt. And we can't afford that. We're in a season where we've got to be unified in in our marriages, in the body of Christ, because there's so much division in our relationships with our, our children. We need to clearly hear and listen to what God is saying so that when we speak in the midst of these relationships, be it between us and our boss or us and a coworker or what have you, that we are clearly articulating what we mean and we mean what we say. And that's why it's so important not to speak out in a fit of anger. But before you lash out at somebody in anger, because in anger, you're not going to say anything. Because right that moment, you you're, let me speak for myself because the rest of y'all probably don't do this, okay? Let me speak for me. Back in the day, my tongue was my weapon of choice. And when I spoke, and especially in anger, I did it to cut you like a knife. And that was my purpose, okay? That was why I was doing it. I'm going to be perfectly honest and transparent. I would say things to purposely hurt you, especially if you had hurt me. As I grew in the Lord, I found out that that wasn't good, 
okay? God gave me a bold tongue, but he gave me that bold tongue to use to his glory, not to chew people up and spit them out. Amen. Amen. So I had to redirect my tongue. Amen. That's powerful. People people need to recognize and understand the season in which we are. We got to be like the sons of Issachar and, and, and discern the seasons and the times in which we're living in. The enemy is coming against relationships on every level, and he's using miscommunication to do it. So we've got to learn how to properly listen, hear, articulate, and communicate with those that we're in relationship with. So that's the foundation of the show. It took me almost 30 minutes to lay it out, but now (laughs) I'm going to take a break and let you expound and and comment on it. You know what, sis, I love everything you're saying because communication, like you're saying, is not just important in your work relationship, but it's your family your friends, this, your your church, whatever mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle that you fit in in your life. Mm-hmm. And I did not know how to communicate. Yes, when you come out of the world and the Lord saves you, it would be grand if everything, and at first it seems like everything is like peaches and roses, you know, just the right thing to say, and you're in the Word just the right amount of time, and just everything. But after a while, you know, of course, you know, the devil do come, Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, check up on you Make sure you know that you're straight That's what I believe it is And not because he has any power But let me know that I'm If I'm on track or if I'm off track And, you know, when you You know, I had a, a tendency to talk to people And not talk to people Please forgive me, talk at people mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that You know, and I guess because I was so used to people doing that to me That when I finally was able to entwine my words correctly, like you're saying, and realize that my words are chewing you up, then it got good to me. Mm. But I realized something, you know, even with my husband, I always say all the time, honey, are you um, listening to me? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Are you paying attention, though? Mm-hmm. And he go, yeah, I'm paying attention. And I'll go, well, blah, 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 blah. And he'll be watching cowboy movies or something. He's just be, and then I go, and then I spent about $600 and I got to go pick it up. What? What you say? Oh, oh, <laughs> I found the communication level money. Mm. So, you know, you guys, it's not just that. And I'm not going to just, you know, say dwell on that, but it's friendships as well. I feel mm. like we lose a lot of friendships, especially during the COVID, you guys, because we haven't been connecting like we should. And a lot of times I feel like if you say that you're my friend, if you say that you're my sister in Christ, if you say whatever you are, your spiritual sister or whatever, then we need to communicate on the level where we still have an understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's so important because sometimes I truly believe that we all get lost in our own language. Mm-hmm. And that's understand what I'm talking about. Nothing else matters. And, and I just need you to hear me. Well, if you re- want those same things of respect, then you have to give it the same yes. way. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree with that, sis? Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, my 20-year-old, you guys, I'm telling you, our communication level is off right now because I'm at a certain level in my life now that bull crap, I just can't. Y'all, please hear me. I, I don't care who you are. I can't communicate with stupid people. Now, I know I probably was stupid once. I'm sure I was. Once upon a time and probably still every once in a while. But let me just say something to you. My conversations become less and less. And that's the only way you can get healthy. That's mm-hmm. the only way that you can get healed. That's the only way that you can be happy. That's the only way that you can prosper when you eliminate negative bull crap. So mm-hmm. what we're trying to say is sometimes people want to communicate with you. And the only way you can communicate with them is they're bringing their garbage to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to receive that. We're not talking about communicating that way. And before you start connecting with certain spirits, ask God, is it for you to be able to minister to that person or be able to talk yes. to that person? That's important because you'll walk into a battle, you guys, with a spirit. You can't even. It'll be like the seven sons of Sceva. They'll be taking uh-huh. your clothes off and you'll be running and trying to wonder where in the heck did that spirit come from. Uh-huh. So it's important, like you say, sis, in these times, especially with the, the disconnection that gave us a chance to 
truly know God more, know ourselves more, know our boundaries, know what we're going to stand for and tolerate. And the same thing, understand that you want, again, you've got to be able to give it to other people as well. Mm-hmm. You cannot orchestrate your words and demand respect if you don't want to give it. Right. And my, yeah, my husband had to teach me that. So I didn't get it because I was a woman. I work and I didn't feel like I was bad looking and I like to cook and clean. And so I felt like he had the overall package, which he had to show me as well. It doesn't matter. You can still be a rose on a bush, but your significance is not beautiful. If someone don't prune you, clip you, and put you in a vase so you can do what mm. you were meant to do. That's good. Wow. Yeah. So I don't like you saying we can talk about this, you guys, in the many, many different things. It's even like at work. You know, I had to let people know, my boss and everything, because I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm at that age now. I can't have no heart attacks behind holding stuff in. If you do mm. something crazy, I have to pray, y'all. I, I even have to say sometimes, hold up a minute, I need to take a spiritual break, and I need to have a come-to-Jesus conversation real quick because I'm about ready to lose it. Mm. And you know, sis, I have had to call you a couple of times just recently mm-hmm. and say mm-hmm. something, you need to communicate with me because I thought mm-hmm. what I said, I communicated it, but it didn't come across, and now I'm about ready to slip and mm-hmm. dip and, and, and feel like I'm getting ready to... <laughs> So it's important, again, to really calm down and study your words in your mind before yeah. you execute them. Because what the yeah. Lord has given me lately, you guys, is I don't want to waste my time anymore talking. I want my words to have volume and purpose. Yes. Yes. That's what God sent me here to do. Not babble mm-hmm. about Tanya, but to be able to communicate what he has put in my heart and my spirit for his people mm-hmm. because if I can talk God all day long, but mm-hmm. until I connect with you on the level that you're on, you won't hear anything about him. That's real. All you'll hear is me babbling, as he says, like tinkling cymbals, mm-hmm. just beating them. And that's my step, my tech on it, sis. That's good. That was real, real good. You know, when um, my husband and I decided to come back together this last time was in 2009. I had went to Missouri and we were riding and we were talking and um, and I said to him, I said, "Listen, I said, I'm this because I I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> okay, I was just I was very, very." open and honest. One of the problems that that he and I have have had over the past 30 some years is we both have the ability to shut down. I can walk past you, say hello and keep it moving. Okay? And don't have no communication with you. Just saying hello is is the extent of it if I do that and don't really have to do that. Okay. And he has the ability to do the same thing. So it, it's it's like, you know, it, it's not that we had in our past had volatile uh, arguments. We didn't argue probably at all. <laughs> it was like, I see you and don't see you and keep it moving. Okay. That is so bad for a relationship. That that is that is really not the way to have a relationship because literally you're not having a relationship. You know, if you're not communicating one with another, then you're not in a relationship. Let's put that out there. Okay. And so we were writing and I told him, I said, This is it. If we try this one more time, okay, here's the deal. We have got to communicate. We cannot just shut down. Okay. And and again, we don't argue, you know, but we have come to a place where if something is going on, then we need to discuss it. At least I do. And, and I don't I don't know if he's holding things in, then I apologize, but you shouldn't be because you should be talking to me. But what the place that I've gotten to in my life, thank God for maturity, <laughs> wisdom. <clears throat> and the spirit of the living God living in me, if there's something that's really bothering me that I need to talk to him about, then I need to pray over it before I have the conversation. 
Okay, because I need to make sure that the words that I'm I'm articulating about the situation are coming from a place of the spirit of the living God within me and not just from my flesh. That's important, okay, because our flesh processes things in a different manner than our spirit does. And if we can get in the spirit realm, and process a situation and get God's take on the situation prior to just diving in and attacking somebody in a conversation, conversation will be very different. Don't have to raise your voice. Does not have to be an argument. You can articulate what you're feeling. I've gotten to a place where I, God will give me the proper time even to bring the situation up. In the midst of the, the 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 emotional things that I may be feeling that may not be the best time for me to talk to him or or my boss or my children or whatever. I have to take time, let the Spirit of God process the situation within me so that I can speak as Christ spoke and say, I only say what I hear my father say. Okay, I've got to be able to make sure that I'm in a place of serenity. Paul said, in all things, I've learned to be content in disappointment, in adulation, um, in sorrow, in joy, in all things. I have to learn to be content. does not mean I like every situation that I'm in. And that's across the board with whomever it is that I'm dealing with. I don't always like the situation, but if I've got to be content in it, then I've got to let the spirit process the situation within me so that I can find that place of peace and contentment. And sometimes I just need to process it with the Lord, and I don't need to talk about it because what I'm feeling is based on my emotional makeup and not on that person. Think about that. There are times when people will say something to you and they mean absolutely no harm whatsoever, but because it strikes a nerve within you because of some past trauma that you've been through, that's not on that person, okay? That's on you. And so you have to get to that place of process where, okay, Lord, wait, let's talk about this. Let's let's lay this, this statement out that was just said to me. Okay, and, and people, again, a lot of times they will say something, they don't mean no harm whatsoever, and they have no idea what your past, your past trauma was, have no idea that what they say to you will hurt your feelings because of something in you that they don't know anything about. And then all of a sudden, if you are just lashing out in your flesh and in your emotions, you're going off on the person and the person is looking at you going, but what did I say? Well, I, you know, I didn't mean any harm. Even, let's, let's be real about this, people can give you a compliment and the way they word the compliment, you can misconstrue what they're saying to you. So it's important that, again, with this hearing and this listening, that there are times when you got to take it to a whole nother perspective and be like, okay, Lord, am, am I hearing this right? Like, are they trying to hurt me or am I just reacting to something that has nothing to do with them? See, this is all part of the hearing and listening and, and making sure that you're comprehending what's being said. Comprehension is a very, very, very serious thing, okay? To comprehend is to understand. To understand, you have to understand the root. Do You have to get to the root of what was said. And so often, again, we're lashing out, we're going off, or our feelings are hurt, and the person don't even know what they said. I'll give you an example. So, um, this past week, I spent with a with a very very dear friend of mine, um, and we kind of celebrated our birthdays together. And bless her heart, she's just got that heart of gold to give and to do. And so, on the cruise, she wanted to do everything. And every time we went to a port of call, she wanted to take care of this, she wanted to take care of that. And I'm going, okay, thank you, but you know, you don't have to do all of this. No, I want to be a blessing. And I understood her wanting to be a blessing. Finally, it's the last day of the cruise. I'm like, okay, you're getting on my nerves now. 
okay? And it just, it came out before I even thought about it. And God started dealing with me. It was like, okay, all she was trying to do was be a blessing. You know, for you to say you're getting on my nerves now, what was that? And so I, I promise you, we got to um, to Orlando, and the next day after we got to Orlando, it was just she and I, and we were on our way someplace. And I said, I think I owe you an apology because I may have hurt your feelings. And I and I didn't mean to. It just, you know what I'm saying, just me being me. And sometimes I things come out before I can catch it. And I said, I really didn't mean any harm when I said to you, now you're getting on my nerves. Because I do understand you were just trying to be a blessing. And I appreciate that. And she laughed it off. She said, no, girl. She said, I know you. It's fine, you know. But I know that the Spirit of God had checked me on it. So I had to make sure that I was straight with her. Because that wasn't my intention to hurt her feelings. It was just, you know, me being me. And it's like, stop already, okay? And it was like, but but I I didn't say stop already. I literally said, okay, now you can know my nerves. (laughs) But, you know, when God checks you, when the spirit checks you like that, then you need to not get angry with the spirit or not try to make excuses about it, but make sure you're clear with that individual. You know, make sure that they understood, you know, like the intent of your heart. And if you offended them, don't be so powerful that you can't say, I apologize. Because that's what I said. I believe I owe you an apology. And I really didn't mean any harm. It just came out. And it really did, you know. But we've got to get to that place in communication where we're hearing the words that are coming out of our own mouth. We're, we're taking the time to say, mm, did that come out right? <laughs> okay. That, that had the potential, okay? Whatever you said could have had the potential to hurt somebody's feelings that you were addressing, and so you need to address that. Don't get on the defensive when the Spirit of God starts to deal with you in your manner of communication and what you said. Don't, you know, no, it's not about being defensive about it. It's about, oh, okay, I didn't mean to hurt their feelings. Or humbling yourself and going to that person and say, you know what, that didn't even come out right. Or, or, let's let's take it another step. Sometimes we say something and we mean exactly what we said, you know. And then after reflective thought, then it's like, okay, I really shouldn't have said it or I shouldn't have said it like that. My normal thing uh, and I, I'm like I said, thank you, Jesus, for 65 years. I've gotten a whole lot better. But my normal thing is, I meant what I said. I just probably should have said it in the manner of the tone that I said it in, okay? And there are always, you know, times where you can think back and say, okay, I could have, I could have presented that in a different manner. I could have said that differently. Take the time to understand, you know, that that's okay. And, and, and it's not, you know, it, it's okay to go to a person. Because I've literally said that to people. It's like, you know what I meant, what I said, but I shouldn't have said it in the manner that I said it in. I could have I handled the situation better. But the gist of what I said was what I felt and what I meant. Okay. But the harshness and the tone or the sarcasm in the way it was said could have been avoided. So we got to keep ourselves in a place of humility where we can talk. Now, here's another thing, and then I'm going to turn this back over to you. Do not allow the enemy to placate on your mind and allow things to fester within you without you asking God for an outlet to discuss. Okay, this is really, really important because the enemy will play and play and play with your emotions and your psyche by saying you should have said this and you should have said that and you should have said this and, you know, and, and just and they said this and yada, yada, yada. And it's just turning within you, especially if you're in a place of disappointment about something or hurt. Somebody says something and it hurts you or something happened and you were disappointed about it, and you continue to just allow it to fester and play over and over, that is not good. 
Communication is key in relationship across the board, across the board. But, again, get to that place of process with the Holy Spirit. Okay, how do I handle this? How do I process this? I do need to communicate and articulate what I'm feeling to this individual, I believe. But before I do that, because, again, I might have misconstrued the situation. I might have totally misunderstood what their, their motive was and what they said or what they did. I, you know, I need to assess. I need to assess. And I need to assess with God. But I also need to talk to the person if the Lord leads you that way. Do not just let stuff fester. Because it will it will be like an open wound, and the slightest the every the next thing that they say that open wound is like hitting a something that's already sore, and before you know it, you have exploded over something inconsequential because the wound was still open, and you did not allow healing to take place because you just let it stay inside of you and fester, and now you're a powder keg ready to explode, and they may look at you one day and just say, hey, what's happening? And the tone in there, hey, what's happening, sends you off the deep end and you done went totally off, and they're looking at you like all I said was hello. So communication is vital. Go ahead, sis. Sis, everything you're saying just keeps flowing over and over, you guys. It's so important. I believe that a lot of things happened in my family with my father and his siblings because of communication. I really do. And what's sad is because they're all gone and they never got a chance to say, I'm sorry. They never got a chance to say, forgive me. They never Mm -hmm. got a chance to say, this is what hurt me. And I'm, I'm seeing that in more and more families, you guys. We're supposed to be family. Yeah. What's sad is we should be able to communicate and tell each other what's on our minds and what hurt us. But again, mm-hmm. we keep bringing these back to you guys. You still talking about some stuff that happened when you were 13, when Susie pushed you off the bike, then mm. you are too far in it, you guys. Come mm. out into the Let light. It <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. You know, we're talking about communicating now of our survival skills, what we're living in in 2021, getting ready to go into 2022. Not, I'm sorry, not 1969, she wore my pair of pants and didn't give them back, and Uh she was wrong for that because she didn't have no business going in my closet. Come on now. Uh We need to get over ourselves and these issues. Uh We are going into another time, another war in our lives, you guys. It's time to start communicating with what you have now. If you are still arguing with that person, let it go. Pray about it. You know what I'm saying? If God leads you to go to that person, that may be the generational curse breaker, the conversation Mm. that breaks it all. But you wait on God. Don't you take for granted that you need to have a conversation because you're hearing what we're saying. We're Mm -hmm. saying pray about it first, stay before God, and he will lead you in the direction and give you the words to say because his words are soothing like honey. Our words? can be like a hatchet chopping down some wood. I don't know about y'all, but I know I ain't the only one. I know I'm not the only one that can have an attitude or misconstrue things or get my feelings hurt. So to say this, to say that, you guys, it's time out. The communication literally begins in yourself first. Don't look at the other person and say, I have to ask somebody today. I haven't heard from my, my dad in a month. Why not? He haven't called me. Why ain't you called him? Thank you. You know, the phone works both ways. Mm-hmm. If, you know what I'm saying? Well, because I just haven't. Well, that's probably why he hasn't. So we have to understand these things, you guys, that it doesn't just take that person to come to us and say they're sorry. Maybe you need to go to that person and tell them that they offended you. Because literally mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even realize what we what we're saying. We're a work in progress as well. We're still mm-hmm. on the chopping block with God, to change us, to mold us, to make us every single day that we live. So this is the time now. 
we can ready to go into another again time that you need to start tying up some ropes and some strings. We can ready to go into another year if the Lord bless. And you yep. definitely don't want to go with the same baggage that you've been carrying all these years. So mm. this has been fulfilling for me as well, sis. Thank you so much because I know that I still need to work on my communication skills. I'm doing everything that I can. It's not going to always work the first time, you guys, and sometimes it may. You know, even with your kids, with your coworkers, whatever it is. But what I tell people, I look at myself first. And I thank God, like you said, says, God will check you. If you love him and you're close in that relationship, he will check you. You just got to hear him. Now, you may not want to hear him, but he will check you with what you're doing and what you're saying. Because he wants you to be the best witness, the best soldier, the best product, the best everything, creation that he created to do what he has created you to do. And that's for his purpose, his plan, his will, his salvation, in Jesus' name. So I'm tying that up with a bow. You tell me where we're going from here, Seth. Amen. That's real. You know, that's real. Uh, if, you know, I'm, I have a question for you. So, I mean, because like you said, you're a work in progress, as we all are. What steps, um, let's say over the past five years, what steps? have you taken to better communicate? Let's even use your marriage. What steps in the past five years have you taken to better communicate with your spouse? You know, I go to God more. I used to go to Tanya more to try to uh, work it out because I really thought that I had it down. Um, I really had to understand what I heard one day. I want to say it was Joyce Meyer say, it's okay to tell God you don't know. And I heard Bishop mm-hmm. Jake say it, it's okay to tell God you don't know. And I go to him more, and because I got to the point where I was trying my own communication and my own way of I thought I was thinking. And me and my, my husband and I were bumping heads. And it, let me tell you, it, it would cause sickness. It would cause all kinds of disarray in your home. And when you get to a point where you don't want to come home or – you you know what I'm saying? Like you're saying, since you can walk around the house and don't say anything to each other, mm-hmm. see who's going to speak first, you know, that's not good because you don't know if God chooses to take one of you, and guess what? You didn't have a chance to say anything mm-hmm. good or anything positive. So what I'm going to say, sis, is I just thank God that I have gone to him more. I thank God for people like you, my mom, my sisters, and people in Christ that I can be able to talk to, and they keep leading me to Christ with my marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't put their two cents in it, but they send me straight to God every time. I thank God for people like you and the people that are Esther's in my life to be able to send me on the right direction, the right pathway. So stay before God. Um, As they say, the song, my old song, and I still love it, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to see myself because sometimes seeing yourself is the worst person you can look at. But, again, I keep using it over and over again. Like Michael Jackson said, look at the man in the mirror. I tell a lot of people that when I witness to him now, you got to look at yourself, the man in the mirror, and you got to make that change from there. Because when you're happy, people around you are happy. If you're miserable, you wonder why the people around you are miserable. Because Mm -hmm. people that are positive and happy and trying to have something, they're not going to be around a miserable person. Misery Mm -hmm. does love company. So I'm here to Mm -hmm. let you guys know that. So if you're around a whole bunch of miserable people, check yourself first. I'm sorry a lot of people don't want to hear that, but you are a product of what you hang around. You hanging around depressed people, mm, check yourself. You hanging around people that just go off all the time, check yourself. As my husband said to me one time when I was at work, dang, what y'all doing at work? I said, why you say that? Because you cussing a lot. I was like, am I? No, they're afraid. And he was like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I got to put it out there because this keep it real. That's what it's called. So I'm not going to tell y'all I'm perfect. I had slipped up and said some things, and then I had to start looking at myself going, man, help me. You know, now what I'm telling my husband is, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. If you feel like I'm doing this wrong and you know how to do it better, then hold me accountable. But let me say this to you men out there. When we open up our hearts to communicate with you, we want the same in return. Yeah. This is not a one-sided deal. This is a two-sided deal. It's whether it's a friendship a co-worker, whatever, when I open up myself to you, it's because I love you and I care enough to want to communicate with you. 
So I'm hoping that you would reciprocate the same. If a person don't reciprocate the same when you know that you've given them goodness of yourself and godly things that you know that you can, don't pat yourself on the back until you check yourself several times and ask God. Then you need to get away from them because they're no good for you. So on that note, we just want to say that we're keeping it real today. Everything we were saying is coming from our hearts and life experiences on our journeys and what we've had to go through. And again, just because you can communicate something to yourself, that doesn't mean you can always communicate it to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's my plan, sis, right there. Amen. Amen. So I just had something drop in my spirit as a suggestion to some of our listeners. Um, again, a lot of times, Everybody is not um, an orator. Everybody does not express themselves well um, just in, in conversation. So I would give a suggestion to those of you that maybe struggle with sharing your, your feelings with your spouse or whatever. Start journaling. Start writing down what you're feeling, okay? And, and as you're writing it, take it to God. All right, and allow him to critique what it is that you're feeling. And that might help you in your communication with your spouse because as you're writing it, it's like you're formulating your words and formulating how you're feeling. And that may help you with your children or especially children speaking to parents. Um, You know, that's why most people start diaries when they're young. You know, and they start the Dear Diary syndrome because they they need an outlet to release what it is that they're feeling inside. And so they start to journal. And that's all a diary is, is just you start to journal. I think it's really good um, that you could do that because at least if you're writing it out, then that's another way of releasing. And if you write and read it, um, and, and can then formulate your, your feelings better, then it will help you when you sit down to have a conversation with a person. Now, here is a rebuke for you. Don't just sit and text people your feelings, okay? Just seriously. You need to communicate orally. So when I say write it down, I'm not saying sit here and fire off text after text to somebody. No, I'm saying get a pen, piece of paper. I know that's something obsolete to most people today, but it's really, really good for you. Pen and paper to sit and write out what you're feeling, and then you need to sit and talk to that individual. Sitting up throwing texts back and forth to each other is not proper communication in the deep depth of a relationship. You need eye-to-eye contact and, and to, to articulate verbally what it is you're feeling. That's another problem that we're suffering from, especially with children and parents today, is because kids aren't being taught verbal communication. They're speaking text language. I'm like, I don't speak text, okay? I don't mind texting on on something quickly, you know, or send a message that I need to get to somebody. But if I need to hold a serious conversation with you, I'm not going to do it via text. And if I can get around it, I'm not even going to just do it via phone. I'm going to sit in your presence. Let's talk. Now, if because of of distance between us, we have to do it by phone, okay. But if it's something serious and something really meaningful, you need to sit face-to-face with that individual, eye-to-eye. Let's talk this out. Let me see your body language. Let me let you see my body language so you can, we can, because we talk more with our bodies, to be honest with you, than we do our words. But it all is all part of our communicating one with another. So we got to get out of that just firing texts back and forth, especially in relationships, especially in relationships, okay? You need to communicate with that individual on a one-on-one personal level, one-on-one personal level. That's very, very important. So. My prayer is that 
you know, as you've listened today, uh, that you will take the things that we have shared and even our transparency with things that we've encountered and go through and and do (laughs) and shouldn't do, um, that you will take this and utilize it to enhance your relationships, to enhance your communication with each other. You know, we've lost the art of, of family time, sitting around the dinner table and communicating how the day went. We don't do that anymore. Everybody's so busy and into their own thing and into, you know, and into their, their smart devices their phones and their tablets and their games and all of that, that we're losing the art of communication. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing because that art of communication is the glue that held the families together. So we've got to get back to that. Husbands, fathers, mothers, wives, come back to being that example for your significant other, being that example for your children on what family cohesiveness is about. If you and your mate aren't talking, what makes you think your children are going to learn the art of communication? If you're not talking to your children, what example do they have other than their peers and all they're doing with their peers is back and forth on their smart devices? Come on now. It's time for us to step back up to the plate and be the kingdom influencers that God created us to be, and that is through the art of communication. So, (coughs) excuse me. With that being said, Tanya, pray for the people. We got three minutes to go. (coughs) Father, my prayer is for all the listening audience, whether it's now later, a week from now, or whenever it is, that we all get the message, that we all be able to wake up and be able to see the light that you're shining on us during these times. Even though, Father God, that we walk through sometimes not so good terrain, maybe rough, maybe a little rainy, maybe a little snow in us, maybe a tidal wave or a storm, we ask in the name of Jesus that the first one that we communicate with is you that we get a perfect understanding before we leave the altar with you in prayer, that we may be able to be used perfectly for your purpose, for your people. Because, Father, again, we're an intricate piece of the puzzle of the whole world that you set it in. Sometimes we all look like the same piece of a puzzle, but we don't fit. But, Lord, show us what we fit. Show us where we can have the best purpose in our lives. Show us how to love. Show us how to communicate more in our um, jobs, but with our children, with our relationships, with our marriages. It doesn't matter what it is. Allow us to communicate more so we can be able to get along more, love more, be peaceful more, and more in solitude. In Jesus' name, I'm praying for all you guys. I'm praying for an awakening in your spirit. I'm praying for a change in your life. I'm praying on your job, your finances, in your home, wherever it is. And you guys, be mindful. We're coming into a season right now where it's so much misunderstanding of what's really going on. Stay, again, communicating with the people that you love, that you can. And as God grows you into the community, that you can go further and you can be able to further um, use your gift that he has given you then stay with God even closer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I thank you, my sister. I think we've had another great hour together with our listeners, and I am grateful. Me too, sis. Thank you. We just want you guys to, you know, be fruitful and multiply in the things of God over this next week. And Lord, say the same. Lord willing, we'll be with you again next week. Same God time, same God God time, same God channel. We love you guys. Please be blessed and be safe. Yes, yes. Love you, sis. I love you, beautiful. Let's keep it real.